Reading from the Cambridge Checkpoint English Course Book 7. Unit 1 House and Home. This unit focuses on your house and home environment and on autobiographical writing. You will practice skimming and scanning, giving instructions and directions, defining words and ideas, and making imaginative comparisons. You will revise parts of speech and sentence separation and look at some difficult spellings. Write down five words or phrases which come into your mind when you think of the word home. How many homes have you lived in? Think of the homes you have had and write down words to describe what they were like. Talk briefly in small groups about what is important about having a home. In your group, after everyone has contributed to the discussion, make a list of the ideas you have talked about. Report your ideas back to the class. Now I'll ask Abishwa to do the remaining reading. Write down five words or phrases which come into your mind when you think of the word home. How many homes have you lived in? Think of the homes you have had and write down words to describe what they were like. Take briefly in small groups about what is important about having a home. In your group, after everyone has contributed to the discussion, make a list of the ideas you have talked about. Report your ideas back to class. An acrostic poem. Haven from the noisy world. Open door to my sanctuary. Makes me feel safe and snug even when I am sad. Look carefully at the layout of the poem in text 1A. Can you define an acrostic poem? Write three acrostic poems of your own using the word home. Try use images of figurative language as in the poem in text 1A. Look at the key point on figurative language on page 2 to help you. Ask your partner which one they like best and why. We move on to page 2. Figurative language. Figurative language refers to words that are used not in a strictly factual way but to make imaginative comparisons between one idea and another. In text 1a, for example, the word haven, a protected place for boats, and sanctuary, safety in a religious building are being used as an image, in this case as a metaphor. A comparison introduced by as or like is called a simile, as in my home is like a warm nest. The 10 words below are the names of different types of places people live in. For each of the places in the list, write a definition which describes it exactly. You may need to use a dictionary for some of them. Keep your answers as brief as possible and make sure that they are all clear and different from each other. Bungalow, caravan, cottage, flat, mansion, palace, penthouse, tent, villa, yacht. Key points. Giving instructions and directions. 
Giving an instruction or direction is a bit like giving a short, clear definition of a word. It is an important skill. Clear instructions enable people to follow what we want them to do or what they need to do without getting confused or lost. The important thing when giving instructions is to be very clear and concise and also precise. We use imperative or commanding verb forms such as take the first or turn right at. The stages must always be in the right order and we keep them brief and separate by using shorter sentences or bullet points. Words must be chosen carefully so that no misunderstanding is possible. Give directions for a journey you know well, such as how to get from your home to your school. Use the tip below to help you. Draw a simple map showing your house in its garden and surroundings, the neighboring houses, streets, shops, parks and any other features of the area. Label your map using brief and precise definitions such as my brother's school, main road to center of town, the Jolly Cafe. For activity 4A using reference points and directions, traffic lights, crossroads, roundabouts and other road junctions are the usual reference points when giving directions. Sometimes prominent features of the landscape are also referred to like tall buildings, shops and signs, bridges and parks. We might say for buildings, shops and signs, bridges and parks. We might say for we might say for example when you have passed the supermarket on the left uh, take take the next turn on the right or turn right just before the bridge you can use a noticeable feature of your house to tell someone how they will know when they have arrived for example my house is the one with the red front door and the swing in the garden how would you describe your house List adjectives and phrases which give a picture of the size, shape, style, colors and appearance of the outside of your house. For example, brick built, flat roofed. Think of interesting features of particular rooms inside your house and how you can describe them. Things to consider are shapes, furniture, decorations, color schemes, atmosphere, views from the windows, what the rooms are used for. Imagine you have a new pen friend in another country who wants to know all about where you live. Write a letter or email to your pen friend describing your home and neighborhood. Use the tip on page 4 and the key point about informal letters to help you. Moving on to page 4 for activity 5C, describe your home and neighborhood. You could start with a description of the inside of your house and then talk about the outside, the garden, the street and finally the area or you could start with the area and work back to the inside of your house. The important thing is to have some kind of logical order in your description rather than jumping between inside and outside. Add details for interest and say what you like and dislike about where you live so that you're reflecting and sharing your thoughts as well as just giving factual information. Um, 
informal letters when you write to someone you know or who's your age in a letter email or blog you can use informal everyday english although it's a good idea to use correct spelling and grammar so that there is no problem with understanding even though you are being casual if you if your letter has some order and the ideas are connected it helps the reader follow what you are saying look at the five proverbs about home below have you heard of any of them working in pairs try and think of other famous sayings that include the word home or house first one home sweet home second one home is where the heart is third one there's no place like home fourth one a house is not a home and the fifth one being east west home's the best key point for proverbs proverbs are anonymous famous sayings which concisely explain a commonly held belief within a culture many beliefs exist across cultures but are expressed using a different image for example the proverb a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush which is well known in the uk and the usa is expressed in china as distant water won't help to put out a fire close at hand proverbs are often metaphors a metaphor is a memorable way of comparing two things or ideas by suggesting but not actually stating that they are similar recognizing figurative languages of all kinds including proverbs in what you read will help you understand how writers create effects it will also help you become a writer yourself with your partner decide how to paraphrase that is rewrite in your own words the proverbs in activity 6 so that their meaning is clear now choose one of the proverbs as the title for a very short story to explain the meaning of the proverb Think of a character and an event to include in your story. Use the tip below to help you. Write your story which should be about half a page. You could read your story to the class and listen to how other students have used the same proverb in a different way. For activity 7B, illustrating a proverb, a story which explains a proverb is a kind of a fable which means a story with a moral or a lesson to be learned. You can illustrate the moral by writing about what happens to the character in your story. Show how they particular how their particular experience changes their understanding. Often the characters in fables are animals to represent universal human types. You could include a conclusion which sums up the proverb. A separate summing up of the moral at the end of the story is sometimes found in fables as in Aesop's fables. Text 1B This passage is an extract uh, this passage is an extract from Helen Keller's autobiography The Story of My Life an autobiography is someone's life story written by that person he- in this case Helen Keller was born in 1880 in the USA she lost her sight and hearing in an illness when she was 2 years old note that the spelling in this extract is american I do not remember when I first realized that I was different from other people but I knew it, it before my teacher came to me 
I had noticed that my mother and my friends did not use signs as I did when they wow, um, wanted anything done but talked with their mouths. Sometimes I stood between two persons, uh, two people who were conversing and touched their lips. I could not understand and was vexed. I moved by lips and gesticulated frantically without result. This made me so angry at times that I kicked and screamed until I was exhausted. I think I knew when I was naughty for I knew that it hurt Ella, my nerves to kick her and when my fit of temper was over I had a feeling akin to regret. But I cannot remember any instance in which this feeling prevented me from repeating the naughtiness when I failed to get what I wanted. In those days, Martha Washington, the child of a cook, and Belle, an old hound and a great hunter in her day, were my constant companions. Martha Washington understood my signs, and I seldom had any difficulty in making her do just as I wished. It pleased me to domineer over her and she generally submitted to my tyranny rather than risk a hand-to-hand encounter. I was strong, active, indifferent to consequences. I knew my own mind will enough and always had my own way, even if I had to fight tooth and nail for it. We spent a great deal of time in the kitchen, kneading dough balls, helping make ice cream, grinding coffee, quarrelling over the cake ball and feeding the hens and turkeys that swamped. About the kitchen steps, many of them were so tame that they would eat from my hand and let me feel them. One big gobbler snatched a tomato from me one day and ran away with it. Inspired perhaps by master gobbler's success, he carried off to the woodpile a cake Uh, which the cook had just roasted and at every bit of it I was quite ill afterward and I wondered if uh, retribution also overtook the turkey. In the next four activities you will be looking at the language used in text 1b which was just read and explore its vocabulary and grammar. Use a dictionary to find the meaning of the five words in bold in the passage. Give the part of speech that is noun, verb, adjective and so on for each of the word in bold as used in the passage. The word and can be used to link two equal items as in my mother and my friends. The underlined ands in text 1b are being used for a different purpose though to use make to make compound sentences. Look again at the sentences with and in text 1b. Can you see what a compound sentence is and what would happen if the and and was removed from the sort of a sentence? It helps spelling accuracy to recognize letter strings and silent letters. Work with a partner and list words containing gn where the g is silent as in sign in text 1b words beginning with kn where the k is silent as in needing in the passage words containing qu which is a fixed letter string in english as in consequences in the passage 
there are figurative or metaphorical usage of language in text one way things said which are exaggerated or not actually true for example big gobbler work with a partner to find as many of the figurative usage of language as you can underline them on a copy of passage write definitions of the literal actual meaning of the figurative expressions you have found discuss as a class how the figurative words or phrases make the idea behind them stronger and more memorable than the literal meanings on your copy of text 1b find and underline the words which tell us about helen's character describe in single words and phrases of your own the personality of helen's helen keller's um character which references and words in the passage show that although an adult is writing it the reader is being given the viewpoint of a child thank you very much reading from the cambridge checkpoint english course book 7 unit 1 house and home This unit focuses on your house and home environment and on autobiographical writing. You will practice skimming and scanning, giving instructions and directions, defining words and ideas and making imaginative comparisons. You will revise parts of speech and sentence separation and look at some difficult spellings. Write down five words or phrases which come into your mind when you think of the word home. How many homes have you lived in? Think of the homes you have had and write down words to describe what they were like. Talk briefly in small groups about what is important about having a home. In your group after everyone has contributed to the discussion, make a list of the ideas you have talked about. report your ideas back to the class now i'll ask abishwa to do the remaining reading write down five words or phrases which come into your mind when you think of the word home how many homes have you lived in think of the homes you have had and write down words to describe what they were like take briefly in small groups about what is important about having a home in your group after everyone has contributed to the discussion make a list of the ideas you have talked about report the ideas back to class an acrostic poem haven from the noisy world open door to my sanctuary makes me feel safe and snug even when i am sad look carefully at the layout of the poem in text 1a can you define an acrostic poem write three acrostic poems of your own using the word home try use image images of figurative language as in the poem in text 1a look at the key point on figurative language on page 2 to help you ask your partner which one they like best and why we move on to page 2 figurative language figurative language refers to words that are used not in a strictly factual way 
but to make imaginative comparisons between one idea and another. In text 1a, for example, the word haven, a protected place for boats and sanctuary, safety in a religious building, are being used as an image, in this case as a metaphor. A comparison introduced by as or like is called a simile, as in my home is like a warm nest. The ten words below are the names of different types of places people live in. For each of the places in the list, write a definition which describes it exactly. You may need to use a dictionary for some of them. Keep your answers as brief as possible and make sure that they are all clear and different from each other. Bungalow, caravan, cottage, flat, mansion, palace, penthouse, tent, villa, yacht. Key points. Giving instructions and directions. Giving an instruction or direction is a bit like giving a short, clear definition of a word. It is an important skill. Clear instructions enable people to follow what we want them to do or what they need to do without getting confused or lost. The important thing when giving instructions is to be very clear and concise and also precise. We use imperative or commanding verb forms such as take the first or turn right at. The stages must always be in the right order and we keep them brief and separate by using shorter sentences or bullet points. Words must be chosen carefully so that no misunderstanding is possible. Give directions for a journey you know well, such as how to get from your home to your school. Use the tip below to help you. Draw a simple map showing your house in its garden and surroundings the neighboring houses, streets, shops, parks, and any other features of the area. Label your map using brief and precise definitions such as my brother's school, main road to center of town, the Jolly Cafe. For activity 4A, using reference points and directions, traffic lights, crossroads, roundabouts and other road junctions are the usual reference points when giving directions. Sometimes prominent features of the landscape are also referred to like tall buildings, shops and signs, bridges and parks. We might say for buildings, shops and signs, bridges and parks. We might say for... We might say, for example, when you have passed the supermarket on the left, uh, take take the next turn on the right or turn right just before the bridge. You can use a noticeable feature of your house to tell someone how they will know when they have arrived. For example, my house is the one with the red front door and the swing in the garden. How would you describe your house? List adjectives and phrases which give a picture of the size, shape, style, colors and appearance of the outside of your house. For example, brick built, flat roofed. Think of interesting features of particular rooms inside your house and how you can describe them. Things to consider are shapes, furniture, decorations, color schemes, atmosphere, views from the windows, what the rooms are used for. 
Imagine you have a new pen friend in another country who wants to know all about where you live. Write a letter or email to your pen friend describing your home and neighborhood. Use the tip on page 4 and the key point about informal letters to help you. Moving on to page 4 for activity 5C, describe your home and neighborhood. You could start with a description of the inside of your house and then talk about the outside the garden, the street and finally the area or you could start with the area and work back to the inside of your house. The important thing is to have some kind of logical order in your description rather than jumping between inside and outside. Add details for interest and say what you like and dislike about where you live so that you're reflecting and sharing your thoughts as well as just giving factual information. Informal letters. When you write to someone you know or who's your age in a letter, email or blog, you can use informal everyday English, although it's a good idea to use correct spelling and grammar so that there is no problem with understanding even though you are being casual. If you if your letter has some order and the ideas are connected, it helps the reader follow what you are saying. Look at the five proverbs about home below. Have you heard of any of them? Working in pairs, try and think of other famous sayings that include the word home or house. First one, home sweet home. Second one, home is where the heart is. Third one, there is no place like home. Fourth one, a house is not a home. And the fifth one being, east, west, home's the best. Key point for Proverbs. Proverbs are anonymous famous sayings which concisely explain a commonly held belief within a culture. Many beliefs exist across cultures but are expressed using a different image. For example, the proverb, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush, which is well known in the UK and the USA, is expressed in China as distant water won't help to put out a fire close at hand. Proverbs are often metaphors. A metaphor is a memorable way of comparing two things or ideas by suggesting but not actually stating that they are similar. Recognizing figurative languages of all kinds including proverbs in what you read will help you understand how writers create effects. It will also help you become a writer yourself. With your partner, decide how to paraphrase that is rewrite in your own words the proverbs in activity 6 so that their meaning is clear. Now choose one of the proverbs as the title for a very short story to explain the meaning of the proverb. Think of a character and an event to include in your story. Use the tip below to help you. Write your story which should be about half a page. You could read your story to the class and listen to how other students have used the same proverb in a different way. For activity 7b, illustrating a proverb, a story which explains a proverb is a kind of a fable, which means a story with a moral or a lesson to be learned. You can illustrate the moral by writing about what happens to the character in your story. Show how, they particu how their particular experience changes their understanding. Often the characters in fables are animals to represent universal human types. You could include a conclusion which sums up the proverb. 
a separate summing up of the moral at the end of the story is sometimes found in fables as in aesop's fables text 1b this passage is an extract uh, this passage is an extract from helen keller's autobiography the story of my life an autobiography is someone's life story written by that person he- in this case helen keller was born in 1880 in the usa she lost her sight and hearing in an illness when she was 2 years old note that the spelling in this extract is american I do not remember when I first realized that I was different from other people but I knew it before my teacher came to me I had noticed that my mother and my friends did not use signs as I did when they wanted anything done but talked with their mouths sometimes I stood between two persons two people who were conversing and touched their lips I could not understand and was vexed. I moved my lips and gesticulated frantically without result. This made me so angry at times that I kicked and screamed until I was exhausted. I think I knew when I was naughty for I knew that it hurt Ella, my nurse to kick her and when my fit of temper was over I had a feeling akin to regret. but i cannot remember any instance in which this feeling prevented me from repeating the naughtiness when i failed to get what i wanted in those days martha washington the child of a cook and bell an old hound and a great hunter in her day were my constant companions martha washington under understood my signs and i seldom had any difficulty in making her do just as i wished it pleased me to domineer over her and she generally submitted to my tyranny rather than risk a hand to hand encounter i was strong active indifferent to consequences i knew my own mind will enough and always had my own way even if i had to fight tooth and nail for it we spent a great deal of time in the kitchen kneading dough balls helping make ice cream the grinding coffee quarreling over the cake ball and feeding the hens and turkeys that swarmed about the kitchen steps many of them were so tame that they would eat from my hand and let me feel them one big gobbler snatched a tomato from me one day and ran away with it inspired perhaps by master gobbler success he carried off to the wood pile a cake Uh, which the cook had just frosted and at every bit of it i was quite ill afterward and i wondered if uh, retribution also overtook the turkey in the next four activities you will be looking at the language used in text 1b which was just read and explore its vocabulary and grammar Use a dictionary to find the meaning of the five words in bold in the passage. 
give the part of speech that is noun verb adjective and so on for each of the word in bold as used in the passage the word and can be used to link two equal items as in my mother and my friends the underlined ands in text 1b are being used for a different purpose though to use make uh, to make compound sentences look again at the sentences with and in text 1b can you see what a compound sentence is and what would happen if the and and was removed from the sort of a sentence it helps spelling accuracy to recognize letter strings and silent letters work with a partner and list words containing gn where the g is silent as in sign in text 1b words beginning with kn where the k is silent as in needing in the passage words containing qu which is a fixed letter string in english as in consequences in the passage there are figurative or metaphorical usage of language in text 1b things said which are exaggerated or not actually true for example big gobbler work with a partner to find as many of the figurative usage of language as you can underline them on a copy of passage write definitions of the literal actual meaning of the figurative expressions you have found discuss as a class how the figurative words or phrases make the idea behind them stronger and more memorable than the literal meanings on your copy of text 1b find and underline the words which tell us about helen's character describe in single words and phrases of your own the personality of helen's helen keller's um character which references and words in the passage show that although an adult is writing it the reader is being given the viewpoint of a child thank you very much